You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we have a guest. You know guests come with intros. So here we are to introduce our guest today. Um, today we have a friend of a friend. So I think that makes you an official friend of, it, if my calculations serve me correctly. <laughs> I think so, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, a man who begs the question, what is one thing every Black person has in common? And hint, your answer will always be wrong. <laughs> Respectability politics scoffer, co-host of Do-Rags and Degrees podcast, Capricorn Sun, Aquarius Moon, most likely Sag Rising, Jordan King. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know anything about, I couldn't really read those charts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> so I'm definitely going to look into what all those things mean. I just know I was a Capricorn, but I love that introduction. Yes, we don't like respectability politics um, at all. And Black people are not a monolith. So I'm happy to be here and discuss the housewives that's so exciting i love that a you do not respect respectability politics because one of our like kind of friends of the pod her name's taria what else is going on podcast she was like the first person i really remember speaking out and saying like this is like the worst like do not feed into this narrative and then once i started looking into it and kind of like reading up on it and stuff it is like a bizarre rule a bizarre thing i don't even know what to call respectability politics it, it was right. it was a tactic of survival like at one point that is what black people black and brown people had to do in order to be able to survive and mm-hmm. or get where they needed to be but at this particular point we've realized that they don't care whether or not we come in a full suit and tie or if we show up like we just roll out of bed, they don't care. Um, So it's more about like us loving us in all of our blackness than not worrying about how they feel. Cause they're, whether we are in our Sunday's best or in our pajamas for Christmas morning, they don't like us, so. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I was gonna say, give an example of a respectability politics like situation like in which like a black person or brown person would you know like use that kind of um survival tactic just in case there's anyone listening that doesn't really know what we're talking about yeah yeah so i'll share since we're talking about housewives um a moment when dr wendy osefo um made this kind of like clear on the show uh, was when they were talking about Monique and the whole situation of like, as Black women, we've held ourselves above the standard. And it's like, well, who's the standard? And what is the standard? So thinking that Black women can only act a specific certain way in order of the eyes of, for white people to consume um, so that they don't stereotype us. But it's like, that's not our burden to hold. That's rooted in all these other things. So thinking about just like, how black women or black men have to present themselves for instance like respectability politics would also like fall into like making sure we speak properly and code switching and things like of that nature so those are just a few examples but the whole season five debacle on potomac definitely rang true when they tried to come from my girl mommy oh you're saying your girl oh wow okay i feel some tension oh no (laughs) (laughs) Bold choice, bold choice. <laughs> but Monique um, lovers will state it up front. Rarely do you like. Wait, you love Monique. Monique lovers will let you know. Exactly. We, we, 
yes, since season two, um, that has been my girl. And unfortunately, her her reign has come to an end. But I think it was her time to go. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, some I love people's her. stories end, you know? Yeah. Some people's stories end. And sometimes you have to go out on a high note. Mm-hmm. Like, and this, I think, like she had been saying, like this, when she once she realized that this was too much for her and her family, she stepped away. And I think that that was important for her because before all of this happened, she was great. Yeah. Yeah. She was, but I she think, did add a lot to the show. I will say that. Mm-hmm. She did. She brought a younger, and she changed it out of this etiquette narrative that was starting. And mm-hmm. like season one was like not great, but it was good for Potomac. And then she came on the show and she started arguing with everybody. And I have four homes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's the moment that did it for me for sure. Okay. Okay. Let's, I mean, we're, we're jumping all over the board here, but nonetheless, we oh, yeah, did kind of talk about your astrology. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's what we do. Um, but we did want to talk about who you are astrologically as a okay. Capricorn sun, Aquarius moon, Sag rising. Now, Sag rising and Jay will go on to explain kind of what those placements mean, but mm-hmm. your rising is very specific to you. It's literally based on like the hour you're born. So it's hard to know like housewives rising signs, but for sun and moon, we like to let you know which housewives you are according oh, to wow. those signs. <laughs> Okay, That's so for your Capricorn sun, we'll start off in Ronge. You're Dolores. Mm. Okay. Um. <laughs> it, gives a, it gives a little bit boring, but okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, in Roa, you're a Charade. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you're going to are happier. killing me. <laughs> yeah. It's not much more to offer. Um, If you watch, are you a Dallas watcher or no the way that they're doing tiffany moon absolutely not okay so unfortunately you're not gonna like this you're a cameron from dallas uh, yeah cancel that franchise right now <laughs> talk about stories coming to an end that show has come to an end absolutely season five is the nail in the coffin for sure um i don't know how you'll feel about this but from bh you're a kyle and a yolanda I can get with Miss D now, Kyle. Okay, I'm not too sure. Okay, uh, that's that's completely fair. Fair, very fair. <laughs> um, from Orange County, you're a Heather Debro. I've never watched those ladies. Oh, okay, so that's fair. Okay, then good. Then you will have n- nothing negative to feel about that. Did you watch <laughs> Miami? I did not. No, no. Okay, well, I'll well, just let the people know you're a Marisol from Miami. Okay, I'll have to watch to see what she's like. Yeah, um, ooh. So that didn't put you in a great place. But... <laughs> she's a, uh, oh, oh, But you like man. Yolanda, right? I do like Yolanda from the season that I've uh, watched with her. Yeah, I do like Yolanda. Okay, as long as you can pick one out. Like, it, they can all be shitty, but as long as one of them you feel comfortable with, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, I'm definitely rocking with Sheree, though. Oh, okay, good. Like, okay, yeah, Miss Whitfield. I am Ms. she Whitfield. by Sheree. Yes, for sure. <laughs> she by Sheree. <laughs> spring, summer, summer, September. Spring, <laughs> summer. <laughs> yes, Miss She. Miss She. Her, that's, 
she's her she's fierce she's did you ever see that commercial jordan yes i've seen it and <laughs> i really wish that it would have got off the ground so that we would be able to not like laugh like it was and some a funny moment that only was just a moment mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I did see that commercial and it was it, it was great for her mm-hmm. <laughs> a fashion show with no fashions. How? <laughs> oh man. Um. So here's the thing about your moon. Now, your <laughs> your moon is kind of teetering. It could go one of two ways. It's kind of where your moon is at, because you gave us like the six a.m. timeline. You're literally like on the cusp of being two different things. So okay. I figured I'd give you both. And you can kind of feel out which one you feel like you connect to most, and that'll probably be what you really are. Okay. Um, so your Aquarius moon, which is what it is in your chart, so the one that it's probably most likely to be, you're uh, Kathy Wakili from Ronge. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no comment until the next one. <laughs> okay. You're an Eva Marcel from Roa. I, as long as she's giving top model then okay. <laughs> I can get along with that one yeah so Eva Marcel from ANTM <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're Erica Girardi Jane whatever she is from BH without the whole issues that she's going through right now I could get with her okay okay so prior to the disbarring of Tom and all of that okay okay yes um, yes then you're also okay then you didn't watch oc but you're alexis bellino from oc and then you might know larsa pippen because you know she runs around here you would be a larsa pippen from real housewives of miami runs around is an understatement yeah (laughs) run through run around you know whatever happens to larsa so that's the aquarius moon you um if you're a pisces moon now again like let's see where you land on this but if you're a pisces moon Mm -hmm. you're a sonia from roni Mm-hmm. she's chaotic <laughs> yeah she is um and that would mean you like and your moon is your emotion so like the you underneath your capricorn sun is the person we're talking about the more intimate okay. you the one that's you at home you know okay. um from dallas again i don't know what it is with you and cam but you're cameron and a deandra mm, i i, I do like cam oh, potentially potentially mm. you like deandra you said I do. I do like Deandra a little bit. Okay. okay. Um, you're uh, Miss Sharice from Real Housewives of Potomac. Miss who? Sharice. Oh, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills is loaded. If you're a Pisces moon, you're a Rena, you're a Doree, a Kim Richards, and a Catherine Edwards. Doree? I, I, I'm a Doree. I won't say Stan, but that's my girl. So I, okay. I yes, Dorit is my girl. Mm. Okay, that's a good mm. choice. I like Dorit too, honestly. I mean, who yeah. doesn't? We've all grown to love her. Even if you hated her when she first came on, like, I don't that's know. When I her her. That's when I loved her the most. Wait, what'd you say? That's when I loved her the most. That's when I loved her the most. When she first came on? She, yeah, season seven was top tier for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's when she was fully her, and that's when she would like, she didn't yes. understand TV, and so she was still doing coke nope. and coming on camera allegedly, and like you know, acting crazy. Like, yeah, I did love that. Yes, yes. So she came as herself, which most people don't do. 
exactly. She didn't hide anything, so which we love. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's that is you as a housewife with your sun and moon. Like I said, Jay's about to explain kind of what those placements really mean, just in context of you. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know which housewives you were first. Yeah, I, I that's great. I think for the moon, it would probably be Dorit or I could see Eva. Um, but season eleven, season ten into eleven, Eva, season twelve, Eva just wasn't given what it was supposed to have gave. But that's interesting to note. Unfortunately, I feel like Eva never took off the way she was supposed to. The only time I can think Mm-mm. of her doing something iconic was that read she gave Marlo in, where were they, Japan? About her wig? Yes. Yes, that was the only thing. Yeah. <sighs> Other than that, it was So I'll stick lesson. with Dorit. I'll stick yeah, okay. with Dorit. Dorit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Jay. Yeah. yeah, so your sun sign is supposed to be kind of like your identity, your ego. Um it's a little bit more superficial than the other things in your big three and your big three means like your sun, your moon and your rising or ascendant. They use the term interchangeably. Um, so it's a little bit more superficial. Uh, it can represent your father or father figure. It doesn't have to necessarily be biological father. It can even be like a stepfather or something um, or the dominant parent. Cause I know in a lot of situations, like there might not be an actual like male figure, but maybe like your mom or your grandmother was like the dominant figure in your life. So it could kind of represent that too. Um, And sometimes I like to say it's like kind of what you grow into sometimes, or it's kind of what you want people to associate you with, but like they may or may not, depends. Um, So when you have like a son in Capricorn, see now here's the thing. Everyone defines, when they define earth science really in general, but especially Capricorn, they get a very like dry edit. <laughs> like it's, mm. you know, they get, they tell them like, oh, they, they're very serious. They're very grounded because it's an earth sign. You know, they're very goal oriented and driven. And, and those things are true. But I always like to ask Capricorns to kind of, how would you describe yourself when you think of being a Capricorn? Or like, how would you mm. describe your life? Because I feel like, they can't be as dry as people are claiming. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I'm not. Like, I, so one thing I will say about myself as a Capricorn is I think that we're dry until we offer what to people who we really are. So I think that it takes uh-huh. me a moment specifically to even just like allow people into my space. So I can be really dry, really stoic, as Dorit says. Um, because I don't like to let a lot of people in, um, Uh and sometimes it takes a little bit. So I would say we are very grounded, very goal oriented, but definitely not dry. Like I am not a person that will like, let's say I'm in a room of like three people. I will be the person standing in the corner, not really talking to anybody, not because like I'm dry. I just, I don't like to interact, but if you come and interact with me, I will interact back. So, Uh Uh yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've noticed a lot of Capricorn sons are also super sarcastic. Uh, if they have a sense of humor, it's definitely a sarcastic dry type. Um, and they're just known for being really, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not even just goal oriented, but they're really, um, status seeking. 
And so mm-hmm. that can mean anything though. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be the CEO of a company, although that is ideal probably because that is top status, but it's just whatever top status means to them. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's mm-hmm. just head of the household or maybe that's just, I don't know, I'm the best at, you know, I'm the best fry cook. It doesn't matter. It's just right. like, I don't know why I said fry cook, but it's just, <laughs> you know. Right, what do you like think of SpongeBob, bitch? I don't know. I'm always saying SpongeBob, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, okay. And then when I think of well, Jay, I don't know if you want to add anything to Capricorn because I don't know that many Cap. Well, I don't really get along with Capricorn songs, so I kind of just like ignore them. What sign are really you? Like, we'll talk about that later. Let me not. I don't want to be too biased just yet. Okay. 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 But I'll, I don't know if Jay has anything to add, or then I'll go to the moon. Yeah, the only other thing I would say is that you all are ruled by Saturn. And so Saturn is like the karmic planet. So Mm -hmm. a lot of Capricorn suns, they go through a lot. You all also like some signs can get away with being shady or like doing something and then not necessarily coming to bite them in the ass. That's not you. Mm -hmm. Like if you do some shady shit, you all are less bound to do some shady shit, honestly, because you know what it's like for it to come back on you. Mm-hmm. Or you've seen yeah. it around you, come back on you, and it affects you in some way. So you all are pretty, like, uh, you all can have a hard life. I'll put it that way. It's high risk, high reward, though, because you all are mm-hmm. usually pretty successful, like Jay kind of said. So it's like you all are successful because you go through so much and you're tough. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the trade-off. Right. Because by being ruled by Saturn, it's a planet of like delay, limitation, and obstacles. So you mm-hmm. have more instances and experiences with that. Um, gen- you might not though, based on your moon and your rising. I think your rising was Sag, which is a little bit of a luckier sign. So you might not yeah, have you, like- the- Thank God for that. Like for you personally, yeah. you're so lucky <laughs> that you have that. You're, right. You might have more of um, an easier time, but it's just in general- they're hardworking because they kind of have to be, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's kind of one of those things. So with your moon sign, so your moon is supposed to be more of like your emotional center. It's more personal to you. Like your moon mm-hmm. and your ascendant are very time sensitive. So that's why we were saying like, because that you gave us that time of 6 a.m. Whenever anyone gives you like a time of like, 6 a.m. like an o'clock like on the dot or like a 15 30 or 45 it makes me really nervous because that could mean that like somebody might have just like rounded your time so it might not mm. be the most accurate time but your moon is is time sensitive so it changes like daily so because of the time you gave us you can either be like 29 degrees aquarius or like zero degrees pisces but mm. it's your emotional sensor it's personal to you um a lot of people won't even get to to see quote unquote your moon sign until you get you know closer to them or you feel comfortable with them um when you like sit and really think about people that you really get along with generally it's probably because you have compatible moon signs rather than compatible sun like the sun in terms of like compatibility is probably the least important in the grand scheme of things actually um and like i said it can also rule like your mom mother figure or whoever was more um the less dominant figure in your life. So the thing is between the two of them, I'm just gonna ballpark, read two like scenarios and you just tell me which one you think kind of feels a little more accurate, but I won't tell you which one is which. Okay. 
Okay. So for this one, it says that these people can have mothers who are, are more advanced or unconventional um, with their ideas of parenting. There's an early environment in which there is some sort of disruption or sudden changes. Um, there was a lot of your mom or could feel like you restricted her freedom in some way. And so you might have not only just been raised by her, but by like a community of people. So it could have been like grandparents, it could be like friends of the family, um, or there could have just been some sort of interesting experience with your mother, like maybe you were adopted or something of that, that ilk. Um, and then you're not outwardly emotional. It's kind of, it's definitely more introverted type of emotion, but you can be prone to like blow ups that would surprise not only just you, but the people around you. Cause you're like, yo, like you are never like this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or option B um, is that there was some sort of like chaos, maybe in an early life um, in your upbringing, uh, your mother or really anybody, but maybe your mother could have been super religious. She could have, um, been involved in some things I don't want to like say like drugs but like maybe um she could have been more of like a free spirit um and not even just she like I said like any parent or any kind of figure in your life could have been much more of a free spirit very religious um I'm trying to think boundaries might be hard for you as a person might be spiritual and deeply sympathetic and impressionable I would say also so I don't know if there's if anyone sounds a little more accurate than the other one yeah it's definitely a um my life there's always some chaotic shit going on in my life um you know especially with like my brothers and things like that um Mm. and then the piece about below I'm very introverted about my feelings I I used to wear my emotions on my sleeve but now I'm like, I'm disengaging. I'm not interested in just doing all of this. But then like once I really, really, really get angry, it's a blow up. Um, and that mm-hmm. I had that specific situation happen with like my grandmother and my aunt before. And they were like, oh, I don't, we don't know who this person is. And I'm like, because you haven't met them yet. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that, cl- that clip from Married to Medicine with Jackie Flip. And they were like, I know that ain't the Jackie. She said, it's a new girl in town. That's what she said. <laughs> um okay so that first one is Aquarius which I kind of gathered as you were talking anyway but I just want to make sure uh Moon and Pisces is more scattered aka Sony Morgan um and you don't seem scattered to me so no not not at all Yeah, that's um, funny. I like that. I like the yeah. the Aquarius is something. Now she's a Pisces. Like earlier, you had asked. I'm an Aries, and she's a Pisces, and we both adore Aquariuses. Which is Kenny, who we know in common, is an Aquarius, and you have mm-hmm. an Aquarius moon. So that's really interesting. So that all tracks, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess so. I read ascendant too. So your ascendant is kind of um, it's what people first see when they see you. Like even before your sun and definitely before your moon uh they see your ascendant so it's kind of like first impressions i walk into a room what am i looking at it represents like okay. your body like how do you how are you shaped even if, if people like get in the nitty-gritty of it um how do you dress how do you present yourself how do you talk things like that um so with 
kind of like a Sag rising, like we were saying earlier about like Sag is they're ruled by Jupiter, which is the planet of like um, philosophy and good luck. So a lot of Sag mm-hmm. risings, like again, like when people see you, they might see you as a lucky person. Um, you might just have like an air about you that seems a little bit more um, happy go, not even happy go lucky, but just you might not seem like you're somebody that's kind of not, I don't even want to say downtrodden, but I, I can't think of these words today. I have a headache. Don't worry about me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Jay, do you like have any like descriptions for Sagittarius? Because I know you have a lot in your life. We call them sad scammers on here because sometimes y'all be y'all be lying. Yeah, so that's the thing. You all are scammers in the sense that the way you originally present and the you that's really you are two different people. And that's just like a exactly. sad thing. So like, of course, you're sad rising. Like, <laughs> you're, it makes so much sense that you have a sad rising, but yet you're a Capricorn because I couldn't think of two signs that are more opposite, really. Like, so the vibe you give off and like that positive, like glass half full, idealistic, like kind of flighty and like, you may even dress like kind of androgynous, like kind of in between and you're very like, you can flip into anything, any kind of mode, but like the real you is a lot more serious, a lot more business oriented, a lot more grounded. Like, so that's really interesting about a Sag rising and then you having a Capricorn sun in particular, but then your Aquarius moon all switches it up. So you actually have a very nice like balance with a Capricorn moon. It can be, I mean, a Capricorn sun, it can be tough. Like if you had a mm-hmm. lot of tough placements, that sun is not going to help you. But you have mm-hmm. really nice placements in the other spots to fill you out more and make you a more less, you know, how they say they're a little boring or whatever. It livens <laughs> you up as a Capricorn. Right. And another thing about Sag Rising is that they, um, it's a very, it's a mutable sign. So they're very flighty in a way. Um, one mm-hmm. thing is that they do like to travel a lot. There can be like a, a really you can have like that travel bug, that wanderlust. Like you really just need to like, just be in different places all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Or the opposite could be true. Like where you're like, just very like paranoid and like a bad traveler even, I've seen that too. Um, and you also tend to get bored with people and things and situations. Yeah. You need some intellectually stimulating. So, mm-hmm. that, so a lot of times they get that, like some Sagittarius are known to be cheaters and the thing is, I don't think that it's not they're they're trying to like you know cheat on the person, but I mean maybe, but it's just that they need a lot of stimulation and they they can gel well with a lot of different personalities and people, so mm-hmm. they kind of just gravitate and try to like just cast their net open, so to speak, and they kind of just grab like a lot. Um, also, it's interesting you work in education because Sag is like Gemini and Sag are kind of the flip. So like the Gemini is the forever student and the Sag is the forever teacher. So like mm-hmm. that's very mm-hmm. interesting that you work in school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. And Sag is like uh, specifically rules like higher education. So oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Be, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if like if you did go into teaching, not to say that you will. Um, and not to even say that you need to be a teacher, like you could still be, you could still teach people while not necessarily being like a professor or something. But a lot of people with Sag placements can tend to um, go on to higher education and like even beyond that, like definitely like the master's, PhD yeah. types of people. I think that's interesting because I was just having a conversation about somebody who told me that I should be a professor. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. I love that. 
yeah, yeah. so I love that conversation and maybe it's like a confirming but who wants to do a PhD right yeah I mean well, unless you want to be Wendy that. and talk about it all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has four degrees I just know the people that I know that were in PhD programs everyone says it's horrible don't do it and um, yeah. I agree <laughs> <laughs> so, what do I know um, I think that's all we, we have on that astro tip right yeah yeah I think that I think that's pretty much it so yeah how do you feel now that we've told you a few things do you feel seen do you feel like you understand some stuff better where are you at do you feel like it was a crock of shit like just be like (laughs) now yeah so I mean like I like I mentioned before I never had like done a deep dive I tried to download that one app but then they said it was like a lie um I forget what the pattern was it cosine Co-star, co-star. Co-star. Oh, yeah. co-star, yes, okay. Um, yeah, and yeah, I really yeah. didn't understand what was going on with it anyway, but I see, I believe bits and pieces of it. I think that I see myself in a lot of the things that you were saying. Um, I, I, I do, I, I feel seen definitely, especially with like a lot of the things you were talking about in terms of just the way and the personality and the way in which I'm not necessarily... Um, my emotions that's like that's the biggest piece for me like my emotions are very introverted for me so I think that I would agree with a lot of what you were saying now there's some certain things that I'm like "Mm, that's definitely not me but I agree with most of what you're saying yeah for sure but we're going to play a game just to further break the ice and then we're going to go into the recap but the name of this game it's the tagline game it's kind of like finish the lyric but it's finish the tagline so I'm going to read the first half of a tagline and each of you all, I come up with a, a sound, a buzz in. I'll see who it was. And then you have to finish the tagline and then bonus point if you could tell me who it was. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to be good at this, but okay. It's, I know. And there, honestly, I'm going to say this season really lacked on the taglines. Honestly. <laughs> For who? Just like overall in general, I didn't, like, you know how you remember some taglines and you can't even tell what season yes. they're from, but you're just like, they're iconic. Like, I remember that tagline. This season did not have a lot of those. Mm. Okay. You ready? Yes. Barely. I'm the baddest thing walking. Uh, okay. What you got? Um, well, which one? Because she said it in two seasons. She's a repeater. So it's either I'm the baddest thing walking, the smartest one talking, or I'm the baddest thing walking, and the most anointed one talking. And that was none other than uh, Miss Giselle with the bag wig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have prefaced it and said these are all season four taglines to prepare for our recap, which we're recapping season four. Okay. Um, Potomac so yes so you got it right I'm the baddest thing walking and the smartest one talking Miss Jazelle O'Brien. all right okay. yeah uh. <laughs> okay you can try to tear me down um but the grand dame never crumbles and yep, obviously absolutely. Karen Huger yes yes absolutely okay <laughs> I don't remember so four for Jordan okay. <laughs> you know Jay you're there okay time here (laughs) (laughs) I've traded in my umbrella Uh, okay um and now there's all gold at the end of this rainbow and that's my fave Miss Monique Samuel oh really (laughs) 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 um 
Yeah, I've traded in my umbrella. It's all gold at the end of this rainbow. Miss Monique. I mean, six for Jordan. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I'm clearly not playing at this point, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I believe that you could get uh, on the board before the game ends. Okay. You know? We'll see. All right. The shorter my hair. Um, uh, okay. Is that okay. Robin? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. Is that Robin? Yep. And do you know the rest? Girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jordan, do you want to finish point? it? <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely Robin. Um, and it's the shorter my patient. Yep. Okay. So one for that Jay. That is so and- terrible. It's so terrible it's because so we've been six seasons in and you just now demanded that you get married, but I digress. Yeah, and this is your short hair season. Why didn't you use this season to make him propose if you were going to do it? Ugh, mm. whatever. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so, karma is a bitch. Oh, uh, er, Okay. Um, but I'm glad I'm on her good side. And Ashley? Yep. It's, okay. but luckily I'm on her good side. Oh, yes. I knew I was forgetting something. But yes, it is Miss Ashley. Huh. Okay. Um, and then our last one. Now that I'm marrying my prince. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Disgust. <laughs> okay. The Sleeping Beauty is woke. Absolutely. And um, Miss Anxiety Med. <laughs> <laughs> Those taglines were so bad. I didn't remember them either. I should have listened to them, but I didn't. Yeah, and I, I I only know it because I just watched the episode, so. So they're oh. crushing your mind. Yeah, that's the only reason why I knew them, too. Like, when I was listening to them in the intro, I was like, wait, really? These were the taglines? Yeah, they were terrible that season. This is horrible. Yes, Um, The Real Housewives of Potomac, season four, episode eight, entitled Sex Lives and Butter Knives. So we start off every episode grading it A plus to F scale. Jordan, you're the guest. What are you grading it? I'm going to give it an A minus. Okay. Why are you giving an A minus? Um, so just as off the strength of the storylines, I think that it was a very great episode. There was a lot to unpack in the episode from the Monique and Candace sit down, which eventually just like put the relationship in turmoil to mm-hmm. Candace running her mouth to Giselle about the Amistad comment to also um, the, oh yeah, I would suck his dick comment like there was just a lot so it's great but I also don't think that they allowed it to develop as it should have with Ashley being asked to leave Mm -hmm. after um she was almost physically assaulted with a butter knife Um, (laughs) and I I also don't I think some of the scenes were too short um that didn't allow us to see what all played out because I would have loved for them to come to some type of resolution but obviously it spilled over um but yeah, it was an A minus for sure. I feel like it could have been a little bit longer for us to see it, but it went into the next episode. But I wish Ashley would have stayed. Okay. Jay, yeah. where are you at? Yeah, I was going to give it an A minus also, particularly because um, I like the content. I thought I didn't realize how messy Candace had been, just, you know, just going around pollinating a little bit, just spreading a little. Her little shit all over the place, kind of. She was kind of in everybody's mess. Um, it was like the common denominator is Candace. 
um <laughs> for sure but I like that I mean it's a tv show like give me something good you know what I mean mm-hmm. that being said the only reason I'm really giving it a minus because the episode did leak into the next one yeah so they didn't like so it's just like we didn't get to see all of it in one you know you know big ass episode but that's the only reason why I give it a minus and I totally agree I hate mm-hmm. when they do these cliffhanger episodes in terms of recapping them because it's like, damn, like I'm not about to cover two fucking episodes. You could have just made this 15 minutes longer and added the shit or took out some of that filler that you could have just had this moment. I hate when they do that. Okay. Right. Talk Did I need it. to see Monique's maternity shoot? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say I did like that. Um, I think <laughs> so I don't think... they wait they make the scenes for some viewers and for you that was a scene for you yes but I think that that was very vital to the uh, conversation because Ashley then telling um, Monique that the Amistad comment was said mm-hmm. if they would have never linked up we would have been confused if they wouldn't have aired that part um, but also it's sh- Candace also said something about the her having a miscarriage, the story, and her lying about it. Um, so I think that that was important. Now, could we, could they have like, did a flashback? I agree with you. We didn't need that whole scene of her in the pool and getting dressed. I don't think that, that was pertinent. And that. seeing <laughs> the shots of, of the shoot. <laughs> we even yeah. so much so watched them push her dress down into the pool and all of the dress <laughs> get in the water. I'm like, we didn't need mm-hmm. to see that. See them dress yeah. up and snorkel. Get, like, I didn't need to see all of that. Um, clearly, mm-hmm. she had a producer on her side was giving her the favorable edit. And that's fine, too. I'm not even that's mad fine. at that. But, yeah. Um, if I just had to pick a scene. Did we need to see the scene with Gis- Giselle in her house? Her yeah. teardown? No. Her teardown? <laughs> the $900,000 cabin? I don't know. <laughs> <In a wig. laughs> no, we did it. But here we are. You know, but Bravo's going to do what they want to do. And they, I didn't want to leave those on the cutting room floor for some reason and whatever. Here we are today. Yeah. So we start off with the scene with Candace and her Chris. And really the big thing is they're explaining that they're going to be having a sort of tasting for this cookbook. Never came to fruition. Sounds like a song your toaster oven or a shoe brush or a situation. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> they're having this. What a bitch. They're having this sit down. And oh, by the way, Candace got bopped upside the head with a purse by her mama at her friend's wedding. Her mom ain't shit. <laughs> her mom her has. Mom is really a tough person. Yes, manipulated her and. It's really bad. But Candace only sees it when it affects Candace. And she doesn't understand how she then internalizes that and does it on other people. And it's upsetting mm, because Candace has a man too. So she could have brought her man to this wedding and she decided to go out of her way and bring her mama. You gonna hit me with a person my friend wedding? Mm, Fuck you. I shouldn't right. have you. Ugh. I don't <laughs> like Dorothy. I just... I just... <sighs> You know what? Let me not. Let me not even go there. Were you gonna yeah. say something nasty? Nice, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> All I was gonna say was just like, okay, like at what point do we have to like stop taking like disrespect? Like I know it's your mother, but like your mom clearly is like doesn't give a fuck about you to an extent. Right. Yeah. So I just want her to kind of just like, you know, like I think sometimes when we have like issues with our parents, 
we like make it into like a like a respecting like well I'm not gonna go there because I respect you which is true but at the same time I'm like your mom is showing you like she's paying you dust so you need to like buck up a little bit you're not bucking up Mm -hmm. enough for me you you know put put your heel on her neck a little bit like give her a little pressure apply a little pressure because at the end of the day she's your mom she's not gonna like completely cut you off and if she does then you're married and y'all need to figure it out but just because she's supporting you financially doesn't mean that she gets the right has the right to like do the things that she's doing to you Mm -hmm. get a job (laughs) yeah Monique says so much like later she says that you're bringing all this energy to this interaction when really you want to bring it to your mama, which is funny because yeah. Monique later, you know, season five, really, she wants to bring that energy to Chris and she brings it to the girls. Chris, but and she brings it to literally everyone. Yes. yes. But some of them had it coming. Let's be very clear. Oh, We're not talking about season five, but I do agree that she had some internalized energy that she brought on other girls. I mean, but some of them didn't need bopped in the back of the head. <laughs> like... I was thinking this the other day, just like, remember when that whole thing with Toya and Mariah happened on Married to Medicine, and then like the way they handled it versus the way it was handled on Real Housewives of Potomac, like I just hated that it got dramatized to like that level, and it ended up being this race conversation, like you said, like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier with respectability politics, like I hated that it it went there, it, it shouldn't have. I think it uh, only went there because, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I think it only went there because of Dr. Wendy. And I think because if you watch the trailer, they make it seem like Giselle was the first person to bring it up. But yet, when you watch the actual sit down, Dr. Wendy's bringing up the fact that she does this every day, that she defends Black women, and as Black women, we shouldn't be acting like this. I don't feel like the other women even had that language to have that conversation. Mm. So I think that that's where Dr. Wendy came in, and she was able to defend Candace and change the narrative, and all the ladies jumped on because they didn't like Monique. And I think that was like the biggest point. But then when people threw respectability politics in her face, because she was Dr. Wendy, address me correctly, sweetie, she couldn't understand why that was divisive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that angle. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Because they would have never, you're right. They don't have, that's what's so (laughs) interesting, like uh, Dr. Tiffany Moon and like a Wendy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they're bringing people from a different ilk on the show. And these ladies are like buffoons, really. That's what we watch them for. Not buffoons, child. They are. I was going to, yeah. I was going to say, it's just really interesting that this particular fight on Potomac was blown out of proportion and not even like the Married to Medicine one. Because I'm like, with that one, they were actually you know around quote unquote well you know white people and like doctors and like you know how they take mm-hmm. themselves so seriously mrsmd and all the other things so if there was any type of situation you know like upper crust society where like they felt like they couldn't get to a fight it would have been married to medicine so it's just interesting that that one didn't get nearly as much like respectability politic press as mm-hmm. potomac Granted, obviously, they happen in different times. Like, you know, like, times are different right now. Uh, a little more tense, yeah. but still. Right, even the way that it was handled on the show in real time, it was just different. Exactly. Very. It's upsetting, but yeah, so I, I mean, even the light bop upside the head with a purse, I mean, it's upsetting <laughs> that her mom is doing that, but it's just, it's just thrilling because that's real life. Like, who among yeah. us doesn't know someone that's gotten bopped from a mama? Like, and, it, and it'd be a whole situation. And it's like, okay, Candace, you have to, like you said, get a job. You got to step away 
And what happens after yeah. that is up to you. And you're not making the best decisions. Now you're just getting upset every time your mom's name is brought up. Right. right. It's, it's not healthy for you or for the group because what well, we'll tap into it a little bit more, but the whole comment, what happened at the dinner, and it was like, that's what you chose to be mad about? <laughs> yeah, it was. she was grasping at straws for sure. Yes. Um, but the only other, the big note I really took away from the scene is their kitchen was junky as hell. Did anybody else notice that? <laughs> it's, it's always been cluttered. It's always been cluttered. Yeah, a lot of trinkets and chopskis for sure. Yes. And I don't know I if like, it's because he was preparing for this cookbook shoot that I don't know if happened or not. Um, but it just, it was a mess. And I was just like, well, what do y'all do? That's... <laughs> Ooh. There's two of y'all in here. Y'all don't have Ooh. any kids. And I'm just trying to figure out what y'all do for this. Y'all don't need this much stuff. But maybe it's because I don't own a home with my mom that I don't know what it's Ooh. like to have that much space and try to fill it up. Exactly. I was just so appalled that like no one had taken the time. I'm like, y'all have guests coming over. You sitting down talking about bullshit. You need to be cleaning up your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so lost. And they didn't tidy that shit up not one bit. At all. She's a kid living in her mama's house. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> Y'all are so on- fucking rude. <laughs> I just really <laughs> wanted her to clean up. I was livid about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris, oh, he know better. Anyway. The next scene is another kind kind of filler scene. It's the ladies, and by the ladies, I mean Robin, Giselle, and Ashley going on a walk. Mm-hmm. And they're like drinking something like waters and going on a walk. Um, I don't have anything really big to pull away from this scene besides obviously like the whole Amistad situation. Well, that's also where uh, Giselle told her that Candace said all those things about her faking her miscarriage mm-hmm. at the rainbow party okay there we go yes so that was like the big thing there because if that would have never happened I don't think it actually would have been came with that energy that she did at the dinner I guess my question I, have, I guess I have two big questions one mm-hmm. also in this co- in this conversation she brings up her song coffee and love Jordan where do you <laughs> land on coffee and love amongst the bravo hits which ones were hits? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, Party for the Party was a chart topper. It was a chart topper, but did she pay candy? So <laughs> if, she, if she didn't pay sight and credit candy, it will never be a hit on my list. Wow. Um, but uh, it was cute when she performed it in the music video um, with a uh, lip sync. But I think that it's something that should not be performed on stages and it should not be something that performed in front of crowds. Um, it was a cute little four out of ten to all my <laughs> Apple music. <That's> very little. <laughs> a cute little four out of ten. Yeah, I want to know I, the psychology behind the housewives that choose to like make these song productions. Like I really yeah. want to know, like what they what's all that personality common. type and, and what do they have in common? They're like, why do they keep doing this? Yes. But I also want to be clear that I see you, uh, drag queens, and co- coffee and love are all in the same boat for me. Oh, they're like, all even to you. Four four out of tens the, across the board. I'm 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 specifically speaking for I see you that was performed at Candace's wedding. Um, 
that her is the little go-go mix. Yes, her go-go mix is decent. But all four of those that have come out of the Potomac franchise, they should have kept them in the notebook. Now, Monique's looks on Drag Queens is cute, but the song, yeah. The auto-tune was outrageous. Mm. It was shocking. Yeah, it was. It was. Her rap at the high T was better. (laughs) (laughs) The rap that really sparked such controversy. They hated that she did that. You asked me to rap. Giselle did. She did. Giselle was trying to like bullshit her that whole time. Giselle was like, "Oh, you don't have any home." She's like, "I have four. She's like, "Oh, you you can rap, so rap right now." And then she rapped. I, I'm with Monique on that one. Like, I don't see the problem here. I'm only answering yeah. your questions, and I'm only doing what you're asking me to do. Right. Totally. Um, I was just jealous, and she has a jealous moment here on this scene because she's like, yeah. "Um, Katie looks better than you on her worst day. She's better than you in all her scars and raps." That's not true. <laughs> I can objectively that's, say that is not true. I had an issue with, with, with Monique this last season to the point where it, like, it really did turn me off of her because I was a mm-hmm. Monique fan and I really felt like they were coming for her constantly and they were, but you know that doesn't change just because she completely mutated, in my opinion, to a different person this last season. But, yeah. um, but I'm like, but Monique is cute. I can never take that away from Monique. She's yes, a cute girl. Absolutely. She knows how to present herself. Okay, um, she's yeah. a quote unquote trophy wife, so like her job is to look good, and she does it. So and she does absolutely. <laughs> and Katie with her little frocks, different. Um, All right, <laughs> two pays be killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she always looks like she's in fucking witness protection programs. Like, but it's just it's clear. It's a clear winner here. So yeah. I was like, ooh, Giselle, like that's hating. I just hate yeah. when I see somebody's yeah. I just hate when I see somebody's like jealousy and hate come out. To a degree where yeah. it's like you're actually like lying to yourself now. Like you're lying, yes. Yeah. It's because Giselle wants to be the pretty girl of the group. She's used to getting that praise. And so when Monique came around mm-hmm. and she is prettier, Giselle feels a little <laughs> threatened by that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Michael, um, he had to get up from the table. Like when all that, when he was so emotional about the situation at the rainbow <laughs> party and the conversation, did he grab ass before or after that speech? Do we remember the timeline on that? I bet it you it was after. after. Yes. Okay. It was yes, after. Because, disgusting. And, and that's well, that makes why, me defend Candace even more. Right. That's what I was going to say. That's why Candace was like, I don't, at one minute he was crying. And the next minute he was grabbing ass. So which one is it? However, I don't think that those are mutually exclusive because do what makes you happy to get over what makes you sad. But but at the same time, I could understand it. Now, was it her place? Mm -hmm. No. Worry about where Chris's kids are Mm. and what Chris is doing with his kids and stop worrying about somebody else's uterus. Also, her whole story, I did not get her being the dog with the bone on the whole, you can't be drinking when you get pregnant when I feel like most oh babies were God. made on a drunk night. So, like, what are you yep. talking about? Most I, I, pe- most women don't find out that they're pregnant until they're, like, three months anyway. So, the first two months, yeah, it's crapshoot. That baby's been swimming in alcohol. <laughs> so, it's honestly a wonder that, like, more babies aren't born with alcohol fetal syndrome. So, let's just be right. very clear on that. Um, she just had, but, listen, she just had a bone to pick with Ashley. That was it. Yes. But I, I will say, and this is probably the only time I will defend Candace, um, in regards to season four, 
um, or five. But she, I think her issue came because she actually had divulged to her that she was stopping drinking because she was interested in having a baby. So I think Candace relayed the message in a way that was more that was more disrespectful than the I'm trying to be your friend. Remember when you told me you didn't want to drink? I'm just trying to say that. So instead of saying that in front of just her and Ashley, she said it in front of the group, which is not like, okay, wait, bitch, you're embarrassing me now. Like, <laughs> chill out. So I think that that was a disconnect. But Ashley did say she was not drinking because she wanted to have a baby. So I think Candace repeated that. However, once she says it don't matter, you need to back up off of me. Exactly. <laughs> right. That And that's my thing too. Like, was Candace technically incorrect in her information? No. If you are somebody that's had two previous miscarriages, you're trying to get mm-hmm. pregnant, you're going to all these holistic healers and such, who are telling you, you got a cold womb and shit, you're sitting in salt <laughs> caves to, you know, try to get some, some action going. Yeah, theoretically, maybe you should be not, like, shouldn't be drinking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. especially because, like, alcohol, you know, just it, it wreaks havoc on your hormones. And what you need is for your hormones to be in check right now. So yeah. was the information incorrect? No. And I think that's probably what bothered Ashley the most, that it was, like, technically Candace probably was right, like, in what she was saying. Like, maybe I should lean off of mm-hmm. the fucking beer of all things. Um but, you know, you, sometimes you don't want to hear what other people got to say. And if you're having a moment, you're on vacation, you just want to have a little drink, a, take a night off. And I get that right. also. The only problem also that I have, though, is that I feel like Ashley's a hypocrite just in general. Because I'm like, this bitch is going around talking shit about everybody. Oh, like, for sure. All these previous seasons, you're just getting, you're getting that energy back. I can't really be mad at that point. But Yeah. But she, mm, yeah, we'll tap into it a little bit later. <laughs> Um, and then we get to another filler scene that could have been left on the cutting room floor, and it's Ray and Karen dancing on the ballroom it's, floor. Um, I I did note that Ray looked thick as fuck in those pants. I do hate that I saw that, but he did look thick. You're nasty. <laughs> um, and that was literally my only note from that scene. Does anyone want to add anything besides that? No, no, I'm good. Perfect. <laughs> So again, that could have been left. And again, we could have gotten more of, we could have seen Ashley come back in the house. You know what I mean? Like that could have been cut. We could have seen that. So we go to an extended scene, which is the maternity shoot for the rainbow baby. And Mm -hmm. Monique's, you know, she's looking gorgeous. The dress is gorgeous. Ashley's coming over to play. Um, (laughs) And that's just like Jordan, Mm. you kind of mentioned earlier, I think we were actually recording at that point. Mm-hmm. this is the scene that we needed for the context of the fact that the Amistad thing is blowing up. Right. I think that that was the only purpose of the scene. I also thought it was interesting that as she allowed Ashley back into her home after what happened last year. Um, so I think that that was important context too, because that is a big piece of the season five drama. It's like, I don't understand why you're doing this for a bitch that you don't even like type of thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think Candace was being very messy from New Orleans to this whole knife situation because she clearly said that it was Amistad give me free. However, Monique should have never referenced slavery in a free spirit. Like I get it. I do. But we all know Kate, Katie looks a mess half the time. 
So <laughs> I also understand how Candace could have received it. But one thing I will say, Miss Howard University, she's a wordsmith, all these other things. You knew exactly what Monique said. And any yeah. other time, you were able to purport, what was her favorite word this season? <sighs> I forget what the word was. Uh, scruples. You have this high vocabulary. <laughs> I bet she has no scruples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you took this out of context and ran with it. So I think that, that was important that Ashley reported it back to Monique so she could clear it up. Though Katie didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I also yeah, wrote that Katie down. Was like, that, I don't have oh, an no, air conditioner. <laughs> I was going to say that Katie was like, well, I don't have an air conditioner. So I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, I loved her having a real moment. She's like, look, bitch, I don't have no fucking air. I be doing my hair myself. I be taking pieces out, shaking them out, putting them on, bitch, shut up. I was like, all right, Katie, that was real. Thank you. I miss her energy. I just feel like the only thing that I have an issue with Candace in this Amistad thing I mean, listen, one, Monique shouldn't have said it. Like, it just was inappropriate. And I, I get what she was going at, but I don't think Amistad was, like, what she really meant to say and should have said. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, she was having a little kiki with her girlfriend. So, yeah, you knew that I was, like, joking. I wasn't, like, really trying to say that like, she's a slave. Um, <laughs> that being said, I feel like the real issue here was that Candace told Giselle, of all people, and I feel mm. like, that was the, the really big issue. And she actually told like, you know, like a like a Karen or like a Robin, they would have laughed it off and kept it moving. But because right. she told Giselle of all people who doesn't like Monique in the first place. It will that, turn that anything into plot. Yeah. Um, yeah anything. <laughs> yeah, and will literally carry a bone. Yeah. Is Jamal coming? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's get into it. So I'm also a little confused about Candace mincing the words because she said Amistad give us free like you said Jordan but then she mm-hmm. said that she said she was running around looking like a slave like the words translated right. no really but Giselle said that Giselle was like oh you mean like slavery because Giselle literally embellishes fucking everything but Candace then said yes mm-hmm. so yep. Candace confirmed what she was saying but then when Monique got in her face she was like Giselle said that no you said that you confirmed it. Candace should have apologized at that moment. I agree. Yeah. Right. She should have apologized, but she was too bent on the whole mother comment. But you're acting like your mother. Um, <laughs> but that was that was also out of pocket. That was out of pocket. Because <laughs> they who? did call the bitch Amistad. I wasn't lying about that. I just shouldn't have well, said that but, shit to Giselle. She shouldn't have, she shouldn't have said it at all. But because later in the season, we're at the housewarming. And when I show text messages, you want to pull up on me. But you want to repeat my conversation, but I'm not allowed to repeat ours? Oh, okay. Oh, so Candace you're not you want to pick me apart? Who, me? Yeah, you, you're okay with the text messages. I'm absolutely okay with the text messages. If I need to vindicate myself mm-hmm. from a person that has been spilling the conversations that we've been having to multiple people, I feel like Monique was right in doing that because not only is she causing an issue with me and Giselle who are just trying to work out a relationship, making it seem like I have a problem with Katie. Now you're also making it seem like I have a problem with Ashley. Why are you doing all that? Wow. Have See, we had we love a, having a, a, a Monique stand? Yeah, we had a Monique stand on the pod. I feel like we have, but... But yeah, not someone defending her. her like in making points that make sense. I think that may right. be the difference. Yes, mm-hmm. because a lot of people in, you know, maybe this is just a separate conversation or a separate episode, but I will go toe-to-toe about the fight scene that happened this season 
because she was vindicated on the reunion, yet they acted like what she was saying was not true. And that bothered me because it wasn't a delusion. Everything that she said happened. So I think they're just mad because she got bashed in the head. Now that's a different story, but don't try to make it seem like she fabricated a story about this glass being thrown because it was thrown. So I think that that's a lot of the time Monique stands just come from like a passionate place and they're not making their points. But once you connect it, you're like, oh, okay. But the glass was thrown after she hauled Shorty across the table. That's all I'm Yes, but she didn't start hitting her in the back of the head until she threw the glass. And that was her argument. But people weren't letting her say that. So if you go back and watch the reunion and watch what she says and then they show the clip, you'll see that she's saying like, I didn't start hitting you into the back of your head until you threw the glass. And then they're like, that didn't happen. Then they show the clip and it happened. And she was like, I have, my, my lip was busted. So I think, yeah, should she have gripped her up? Probably not. However, Candace Probably. did put her hand in her face. <laughs> Candace did put her hand in the face and I don't care where you're from. Your, your mom hit you in the head with a purse. So you knew uh, there you were going to go in defense mode. So you didn't like when somebody invaded your personal space. So why would you invade theirs? And your mom hit you in the head with a purse and it wasn't this big deal you didn't go look to sue her but now it's like i don't know we're not talking about season five let's get into season four <laughs> wait okay <laughs> you're talking passionately life. about season five is season five your favorite potomac season or no season four is my favorite potomac season season five was there until i seen how they it was the takedown of monique i'm not into takedown seasons specifically after watching a Beverly Hills season 10. I was not a fan of how they went and did season uh, five of Potomac. I'm not a fan, especially of the reunion. I wanted to grip Andy up real fast um, at the reunion Ooh. because the whole, oh, are you recording artist? You knew she was recording artist because you asked her to rap at the season two reunion. Stop playing with me. Jordan, <laughs> I think you just made a new accord and I think it's the Denise Richards accord, which is the fact that there's full seasons where they just take down one person and those are the most miserable seasons for us as viewers. It's yep. the worst. Except for uh, they could have, they can keep taking down Lisa Vanderpump. That was, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, who, I mean, who did it? I, that's the thing. I rewatched the Puppygate season and honestly, I re, I liked it a lot more when I rewatched it mm-hmm. because I was just basking in the fact that Lisa was getting taken down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm rewatching it now. My boyfriend. Oh my gosh, yes. I was yeah. I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie. I I definitely was more upset about it when I watched it live because I feel like I just wanted more, but I always want more out of BH, you know? Yeah. BH sure. is only gonna Hopefully give you there. a cool 78. <laughs> Never gonna yeah, give you absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yep. Because <laughs> until the friend then comes in. Because if you notice, the friend is always coming in and saving their storyline. Because mm-hmm. season 10, if Brandy would have never showed up, what were they gonna talk about? Season nine, if Camille <laughs> never showed up, what they what were they gonna talk about? <laughs> yeah. It's always somebody leaving and then they're running out of stuff to say. Sure. <laughs> and they dwell on anything. They're not as like uh, the thing about Potomac is at least Giselle will pick up a new storyline at the drop <laughs> of a dime. Like them yes. bitches, you could drop a whole plot in front of them and they'll miss it just because they're so stuck on taking one bitch down. Yes, they will miss it. There's Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> that dog. That was the uh, fucking catalyst of that season. A dog named Lucy, yeah. Lucy. And Radar online. Oh my God. And John and Sessa and the even... text. 
Imagine not even excited. getting your royalties for that as a dog. <laughs> exactly. Every time I see a headline on radar online about Lisa, it's always so favorable. It's crazy. Stop it's saying like, it like that. Oh my yeah. god. Radar. Um yeah, so I mean we got really far off. But the moral of the story is they had a scene they didn't need to have as long as it was. It and it was the pool scene. Amistad was inappropriate. Yeah, Whatever. Very... Everyone did it wrong. No one handled it well, mm-hmm. honestly. At all. Um so <laughs> I don't even know where we are. Let me oh, we're Not at the, the dilapidated pool. home. Oh, we dilapidated. Can dilapidated <laughs> we can skip that basically just know that they're asking 1.7 million for this home she's trying to get it for 900k <laughs> she's trying to make it seem like she's really interested and passionate about a tear down rebuilding project but it's really because she can only afford x amount of homes so she's gonna go for you know absolutely the cheapest bit on the biggest lot and hey do what you got to do you ronald mcdonald <laughs> <laughs> and she built that house and it's fucking ugly next yeah <laughs> and her interiors are fuchsia and she describes her style aesthetic as blinky so we move yes, on next. right we move on from one hideously interiorly decorated place to michael's hideous home i call it the blue spot i just hate how everything's so fucking blue even down to the pool table was fucking blue yeah. that they were taking out it just it is like a dark blue it's a heavy blue it's I don't know. I get very passionate about this weird like little blue, space that they live in. But I do too. Weird. The shade they're using is like the navy blue. It's so heavy. It looks like a bachelor pad, really. Honestly, and this whole storyline with like him being so attached to this fucking pool table that is honestly very ugly placed in the middle of <laughs> the living room. It's like, give it a rest. Give it up. He's like talking about no. how we're not going to be funny anymore. We're not going to be funny anymore because we don't have this ugly ass pool table. Come on. Right. What, what were and y'all Michael, doing? Michael's been having a lot of fun. Right. A lot. Mike, Michael's been having a lot of fun outside of this little pool table. Actually, she need to keep the pool table. If you clean the pool table, so damn fun. You need to be here playing pool, not over there in the hotel room while I'm getting oh. news alerts that you're doing things other than playing motherfucking pool. Since this pool table so damn fun. And then blame it on my postpartum. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, no, because you were doing things that you weren't supposed to be doing before I had a kid. And my only thing about this scene, and we can move swipe left, is they are now on their second home. And I'm curious if season six is going to, I mean, their second child. I'm curious if season six are going to be moving into a bigger space because it's a little bit cramped. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it always confused me how they lived in this penthouse and he was a real estate agent. So you sell other people's homes, but you couldn't buy one yourself. Exactly. Which is why I feel kind of passionately about when people do the Candace, oh, your mom buys this house dig. Because right. one, it's an easy dig. And I'm like, damn, like, and I get frustrated with Candace. I'm like, damn, like, you give them like easy bait. Like, it's like a big, you know, big red button, like, press me, push me here. Like, she keeps doing, like, stop giving these people that much, like, like you just give them so much opportunity to like really ruin your fucking day <laughs> like it's so easy right. all you gotta do is say your mom and it ruins your shit but Ashley makes when Ashley makes those comments I feel like hmm she can't make them you can't make these comments you're getting all your money from Michael what's the difference I, I mean yes one's your husband one's your mom but I'd rather my mom than my husband to that degree I don't know like I, 
at the end of the day, like, when does it become like different? I guess is my question. And then it's also like, like you said, like we're in this penthouse. I mean, honestly, I don't think season six, they'll be together that long. Season six might be her divorce season. Um, Cause I think she was just trying to secure the bag with two children so she can cash that check and go. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see, but actually, it's just as broke as Candace. I, I have a problem when she brings it up. Same thing with Robin. Right. Robin is definitely broke oh, than anybody man. on the show. So when she <laughs> brings up the, the whole mom joke, it's like, maybe you should ask your mom for some help, because you need it. But We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So, yeah, so we we cut from that scene to another scene that seemed really frivolous in the grand scheme of, scheme of things. And it's Juan making breakfast for Robin. Uh, brother. This guy stinks. <laughs> He's fine. Like, let's be very So clear. fine. He's very gorgeous. But That's not my complaint of Juan. The bare yeah. minimum is what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, it, I can sure. see why she's forgiven him because he's that fine. But uh, um, uh... I mean, I think it was a cute gesture for them to make breakfast in bed. I always get weary of these housewives where they ah, roll over because, like, you've been away. You let them in the house. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a call sheet, and you knew what time they were going. Right. But okay, right. You so makeup on, you brushed your teeth, like you did things. Right, because you're not, like, just talking with your breath. Like, your hair wasn't even matted. Like, uh, there's a lot of things I was confused about. <laughs> but it was this, like, we've watched Juan, like, not be interested in her for three and a half seasons now. And we thought <laughs> that this was supposed to be a grand gesture. You making her eggs and toe? Get out of here. <laughs> like, th- that was, like, the least you could do. We expected that you were doing that. But now that we see that this was actually a, a first step for you. That's what I'm saying. Just like bare minimum is what he gives. And all, everyone's always singing his praises because he's so gorgeous. And I think we all get so distracted that he really is bringing the bare minimum to the table. And he counts on that. He reminds me, and they're both Libra, so that's really not surprising. He reminds me of like Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules. Like it's very like, I'm going to give you minimal effort, but I'm going to turn on the charm so that you get distracted so you don't realize that I'm giving you minimal effort. And it's... The shtick is wearing off, and I knew. I think he knew it was wearing off, which is why he proposed her. Otherwise, if it if it was still gonna keep working, he would have never proposed. Yeah, I think he liked not being married to her. Quite frankly, for sure. <laughs> well, apparently, like that, the, he had a girlfriend when all this started. <laughs> <laughs> or why or, would or he? Right, or maybe let me backtrack. And I think it was like 2014, 2013. He was he was overseas and he had a girlfriend that he was his fiance and then all that. Oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You said that was his fiance. Let me tell you, if you go to these blogs, if these blogs radar online, Lisa Vanderpump might sold it to them. But if you go to, because <laughs> you know she'd be overseas too. But if you go to the blog, if you go, um, if you hear what Robin's saying, she's like, you know, when Ron, when Juan lost everything, I allowed him to come back home. So what she doesn't say, though, mm-hmm. is that he was overseas with this other woman that I'm pretty sure they had mentioned it was his fiance. And then once that fizzled out and he was not either playing or coaching, he came back home and she allowed him to. And then that 
that's why it seems so awkward to us as viewers because we're like, how long has this man been living with you and y'all have not been together, but real in all actuality, it only been like two years since he actually come back home and then they lost everything. Ew. So she took him back as a broke boy? Oh, no. When he was down and destitute and low, that's what she was uh, He was like, need some be Robin, please. And she was like, yeah, sure, come back. Oh, no. I'm speechless. Oh, shit. That's not a good look, Rob. That's not. And I was rooting for her season one, season two, and then she came for Monique season three, but yeah. <laughs> the bitch was putting the chopping block. <laughs> <laughs> because when she pulled up in Oz and was like, oh, Ashley, you're talking, talking about my family. And then she was like, this is putting my hand in your face. I was like, oh, okay. We're seeing some versatility from Robin. Um, yeah, she did but, give that in that scene. She was pissed. In that scene. Well, let me let me backtrack for a second. I'm not going to go too off topic. But I had actually, like, I had watched Roa before or whatever. But I remember being on Twitter and seeing that scene. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> what is going on? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that the Real Housewives of Potomac had even happened. So then later on, I was like, I like had deja vu. I'm like, I remember seeing this. And I was like, oh, this is the clip from Twitter. Cause I remember I will drag you, uh, Therese will drag you over the river and through the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only time, that is the only time Giselle ate. Mm. <laughs> Who writes Giselle's reads or does Giselle write her reads and they're just shitty? <laughs> Giselle writes her reads and they're shitty. And I okay. think they're pre-wrote like Phaedra's because when Monique was coming for her at the reunion this season, she had nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, she didn't, obviously she didn't prepare. She didn't write down any things on her note card for that situation. I'm like, bitch, you gotta okay. come prepare. How are you shocked that this woman's coming for you? Right, don't make no sense. <sighs> Fucking idiot. But yeah, her reads are horrible, but Phaedra, someone was writing her reads. I forgot the person's name, but it was like a well-known person. Mm. Mm. Wow. Um, so we go from the scene of Juan doing nothing to the scene of Monique and Candace, which Jordan, you kind of alluded to this earlier, kind of signals the beginning of the end for them in terms of their mm-hmm. friendship. And they just seem like they're on two different pages. Yeah. I, I, I think that Candace really needed to recognize where she was incorrect for even just sharing that because I think that they were a big sister, little sister, like they were saying. So Candace is so pent up on the fact of like the technicalities of what was said when it was like, you should have never shared that with Giselle in the first place. And she recognized that in her confessional where she was like, I told Monique's worst enemy. So that is where I am like, okay, why would you even say that? But then it goes left because Monique mentions her mom but yeah, that was definitely a beginning of the end for them. Um, a fun part of the the scene, it starts off with kind of a little bit of shade, even before they sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace has on a leather baseball cap, some sort of like off the shoulder, like long sleeve black blouse um, with mm-hmm. a medium wash cut of cut off jeans, I think what I would say, like uh, with a gold Gucci belt and black tights. And so that's like a lot you know she has a lot on on. and and Monique says what is going on every time I see you you don't have no clothes on (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like that's what you have to say when you see your bitch she's obviously trying to turn a look and all you have to say is what's going on every time I see you you naked I think that was just some pregnancy hate you know because you can't really wear that right now so you just feel like right yeah it's a little dig 
the outfit but, but you know the, the women on this show like to you know they like to make it seem like candace is like this super like childish they like to stun her they like to stun her a lot and again even ashley be trying to do that and it's really weird because ashley just last season you were doing these same things yeah um and it, it's it, it's annoying to me because i'm like she's she, she's very emotional she does very dumb things but she's not a child come on mm. <laughs> he said debatable I, <laughs> no i don't I, I don't think she's a child i do do i think she acts in childish ways absolutely and i think yeah. that um chris bassett later on in the season he says that to her like you have to stop acting like this like you're never going to uh, become who you want to become. Da, da, da. So everybody has recognized that she has childish ways. I think the way in which she presents herself is this like um, very um, uh, in control of herself person, like Ashley said at the dinner, but she's very uncouth. Like she shares that everybody else is, but she, she picks and chooses the moments that she wants to do it. And I think this season she was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, me and Chris got married, so I can't really be mad at Chris this season. So let me be uncouth with the rest of these bitches. And that's what she did. <laughs> listen I've, I've said previously before especially when we were covering season five of uh, Potomac Chris shovels a lot of her emotional shit a yes. lot of it he's always trying to talk this bitch off the, the motherfucking ledge so <laughs> justice for Chris that's all I'm gonna say for sure get him some help please people also just like famous last words in this scene Monique also said, I just don't see Candace trying to hurt me. Mm. <laughs> you spoke too soon. Uh, and mm. then Candace does something that only Ramona from Roni would do. And she says that there's a new Candace. She's alert- alluding to, she's turning in the leaf. She's, you know, a renewal, if you will, you know. And I just found that <laughs> very funny, very Ramona. Also, yeah. A terrible person. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think that she may there's different sides to Candace, and she's very she's a politician, and I think she knows how to use it at, at certain times, and I think that's what bit Monique in the ass the, this last season because Monique didn't play the politics. She was just like, all right, bitch, I don't even fuck what you like. I'm gonna get angry at everything you do, instead of like just okay, it's not that deep. The s'mores we could have did without. <laughs> yeah, this is um also the scene like you were talking about earlier where she said that. Candace was acting like her mama, which mm. really set her off. And also, Monique knew what she was doing. Again, we all know all exactly. you have to say is mom. I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even get the connection though. Like you're picking me apart, I, like your mom. I'm like, wait, what? We kind of pulled it out of thin air, I think, a little bit. She, she was reaching. However, I do, I do <laughs> see the connection just simply because the way in which she was saying it was like oh, well, like, you do this, and da 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 and she was trying to analyze Monique to the point where it was like, this is the reason why you said what you said, mm-hmm. and the reason why I shared it, like, she was basically trying to make herself, like, I shared it because the way in which you said it was very ambiguous, and I just had to share it with somebody else, whereas it was like, which her mom does to Candace, she, every time they get in an argument, oh, it's, you're a brat, you're this, you're that, da, da, da. and it's like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what you did, and Candace was doing that to her. I don't think Monique said it correctly, but it was like, you're trying to pick apart what we're talking about instead of just saying sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
So her mom does do that, but it was a little bit of a reach for sure. <laughs> right, you're just here to give Monique, you're her lawyer. Like you're just here to defend her. You're giving a cause, but you can admit, you know, she'd be reaching, but I, I love- She'd be reaching. <laughs> I she, love I that can she can recognize that. both. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also just note that Monique did order some sort of strange food. Did anyone notice it was like a thinly sliced cucumber with like some sort of pate over top? Yeah, uh-huh. I was confused because I'm like, aren't you hungry or not? <laughs> like, I, I couldn't quite understand the food because even the meal Candace had, it was like this big plate with a lot like avocado slice underneath, but it was like scallops, and it, but it was only two scallops. I don't but know. I thought she only ordered the sauteed or something cauliflower. So I was really confused. I think they cut some parts out or something. Yeah, they definitely cut parts out. Doesn't look like what she ordered, but okay. um from one strange food scene to another we finally get to the cookbook tasting and chris is you know firing some foods up you know candace is getting the house ready and the ladies are coming over for this big moment were you interested in the food chris was serving yes or no no wow (laughs) when he said potato skins i said you're giving TGI Fridays. <laughs> but he had the nerve to make them purple potatoes so they, as if they were fancier. Right. So I was kind of confused on that part. But then the dish with the duck, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So, but I wasn't, we all knew what this was for. Because if you allude to the, if you go back to the original scene when they were like hesitant about inviting Ashley, I'm not inviting somebody that I do not like in my home. So really the production told you that y'all need to come up with an event and invite her over, and this is what y'all came up with. So no, we were not interested in the food at all. I um, did also laugh when he was assembling that quesadilla. There appeared to be no cheese in the quesadilla. It was just like <laughs> large meat chunks and like some lettuce <laughs> scattered around. I was like, what is this meal? And large duck at that? Gamey. Yeah. Huh. Um, but everyone gave it rave review, so maybe it was good. What do I know? But also, oh, if this was supposed to be branding for the cookbook, they did horrible branding because we never got any sort of like Chiron or lower third about what was on the shit. We never heard mm-hmm. him say like, this is Chris's classic potato skins or Candace's <laughs> crazy mama's quesadilla. Like, he didn't not, say any of that. Candace's crazy mama quesadilla. <laughs> you wow. know, but uh, again, it's we'll put yeah. it with the toaster oven and the she by charade. It just never made its market. <laughs> Um, now an interesting outfit you know Giselle's always turning an interesting look she has on like a floral (laughs) crew neck and then like a leather short shocking she is the worst dressed person maybe in Housewife history Mm -hmm. but definitely Mm -hmm. on this franchise yeah definitely on this franchise her her and Mary go toe to toe from Salt Lake City (laughs) oh right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Mary I forgot about her because like, she knew. Yeah. Right. But Mary gives like I try not I to touch for Right. Mm. Mm. Mary gives I put this on and I know I look cute. Where Giselle's like, it's undeniable. Like she's the baddest thing. What when like no. Mm. And I'm only giving Mary more credit than Giselle because at least she's getting Valentina off the runway. You know, Giselle right. cheapy ass clothes she be putting together. Oh lord. Right. It's giving um, pretty little thing. It's giving embellished. 
It's giving very much so Pretty Little Thing, very much so Fashion Nova, like on sale boohoo. <laughs> like it's giving that. Yeah. Um, no, this is fucking boohoo. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it mu- leaves much to be desired, and then it's sad because none of these ladies really are turning a look. So even when Karen walks in, she looks more youthful and young than any of them. Right. Mm. <sighs> I look a fucking mess. Um, but also on the flip side, Candace has a great shape i always notice that when she wears clothes like that like she really does have like a hip she has like a nice little butt she has like tits and she's petite but she's not like stout it's she's cute stout Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. jordan said that's not my business and then oh (laughs) i I mean i i do candace has a nice body nice shape i think she has a little booty on her too and i think yeah for a white husband around penis go for her yeah ah! <laughs> um and that's why like i it was sad that her monique and ashley you know kind of disintegrated because all three of them are you know have nice shaves they're they're, they're see they're cute they got their husbands you know like they could have been something but they never were they never were not at the same time for a very brief period were they all together um and then they get into the comp- the meat of this if you will no pun intended um talking about michael wanting <laughs> to suck a sausage now here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing so number one he definitely said sausage and not dick because that's a translation that y'all saying dick because that's what we would say that man said mm-hmm. sausage for sure yeah Secondly, I love Robin. I was watching with my friend Kaylin and she screamed at this part. Like they showed it so many times too when Robin was like, one of our men. And she was like, why did she point to Giselle? Giselle don't got no man. <laughs> I was like, that's How right. rude. What of but our also, men? No, go ahead. Why didn't she just say that it was about one? It was one. Why, well, why, why the mystery? Our men. You know, damn well, ain't nobody checking for either Chris. And you know, and it damn sure ain't right. Come it, on. Yeah, I don't know why she said our man, but I also think she didn't want to put one out there like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. But we all knew. But we can all infer. Right. I also didn't understand her like, oh my God, I was, I thought it was like a fever dream. I thought I was dreaming that. Bitch. If any white man was talking about how he wanted to suck my man sausage. That ain't no dream. And I'm not right. even going to try to pretend like it was a fucking dream. And then you exchange a whole look with Chris and everything. Like, you engaged. Like, that, that was not a dream. Like, stop it. She just didn't want to be the one to bring it up. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. She's acting like alcohol is a hallucinogenic girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she took absinthe. Like, <laughs> she was doing <laughs> shrooms. And she was like, I was imagining. Exactly. <laughs> I was in Alice in Wonderland. And then Michael sucked my man's dick. Like, girl. Like, she was just horrified that it was about one. That's all. Yeah. Jordan, where do you land on Juan and Michael's relationship? Where do, what do you feel? Do you feel like there's anything <laughs> brewing there? Do you think it's platonic? Like, where where do you stand? So, I, I think it's platonic. However, I will say this. I think that Juan, as well as Chris Samuels, had a different type of relationship with Michael because 
Michael comes from Australia, right? And he has this touchy-feely persona on him and all these other things. And whether Michael is sexually fluid, whatever the case may be, I think that Juan and Chris understand it because men in sports are also touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're just like, oh, he's just, you know, one of the bros, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that they do have a platonic relationship. I don't think anything, I just don't peg Juan to be, you know, anything other than platonic with Michael. And I don't think even if Juan was <laughs> interested in any type of man, it wouldn't be Michael. Um, so I think it's strictly platonic. I think that they just have like this, like, I think Michael hypes it up because he's just Michael. And he's just like, well, I know something you don't know. And it's like, what are you even talking about? Like, so I think though, he knows a little bit about Juan because they'd go into the bars at the reunion. So Juan's drunk saying things because that's why Karen ate up Robin at the little hair show. She was like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to know what Juan says when he's drunk. So I think Juan says things and probably says it to Michael because him and Ash, uh, Robin and Ashton are friends and I think he alludes to that shit at inappropriate times or production makes it seem like it's something that it's not so okay. I don't think it would be okay I just yeah I need to know where you stand with the whole Michael of it all and do you I mean if we even have to ask do you believe Michael said he would suck Juan sausage this evening uh, absolutely okay I think he, he absolutely said that do you also believe that Ashley shuffled him off and took him to the back and said, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely. And the reason that I think that he said that because he says, oh, I'm glad I didn't have my mic on because I said things that I wish I yep. wouldn't have said or uh, I wouldn't have wanted to have on camera. And that was you acknowledging whether you said the sausage comment or not that you said things that were inappropriate. So it, why is it far-fetched that an inappropriate comment that other people caught is not something that was said out of your mouth that night. And I think that Ashley acknowledging the fact that she wasn't there, but then they're saying that multiple other people are saying that she shuffled him away. That doesn't make any sense to me. I love Ashley just pretending. She's like, I can't even remember. (laughs) That couldn't have happened because I would have remembered it. I'm like, yes, bitch, and you do. So what are you, what is this? I'm with Katie. I just love Katie throughout this episode because she was like, is he? Like, well, this is the next episode, but she was like, does he want to suck his dick like i mean you're tripping but did it happen <laughs> like i mean asking the real questions here why, real question. why can't you just say it i mean it's but, oh. it's harder it's i mean it's easier said than done but like right. um it's out now like if you're going to mm-hmm. try to pretend you better spin the narrative another way you acting like it didn't happen it's not gonna work yeah i also think that we Again, and I'm not excusing Michael Darby. Michael Darby is trash. He is not the, this whole, like, even you being charged of sexual assault, it, you touch somebody and you admit it to, that's the whole thing. But I think that people often neglect the fact that Australia is a different place. Like other countries, they can show affection to men in different ways or they joke differently. Uh-huh. So he could have very well been uh-huh. like, if I was gay, I would definitely suck his dick or his sausage. So I think that we didn't see it and we didn't hear it. So Robin and Candace could have just took half of what he said and was like all right bitch we're gonna be in cahoots about this and we're gonna bring this up at some point when actually piss us off so the editing like how do you put in however many weeks into what needs to be said so i definitely think that he said it but i think that other parts were it was taken either out of context or they spun it to what needed to be said for it to be a storyline 
I mean, there's no transition from that to just the side note is they show they finally show the food Chris has and it's a duck quesadilla, a deviled egg, and a potato skin. Again, the food pairing is confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was perfect for their townhome. Okay. <laughs> it was very representative of their dwelling, for sure. Of their messy kitchen. <laughs> my next note to myself was simply just that katie is has such a cokey energy and i really miss it like there's no one else on this show that ever brought that wackiness that she brings bring her back bring her back yeah. yeah yeah wow. justice for katie seriously because they didn't even let her come to that reunion yeah which was so <laughs> weird i never understood hmm. why i mean just because she was speaking out online i mean housewives always speak out online yeah, but sometimes when you're not a housewife, and then she just kind of disappeared after season one. I don't know. I think that they didn't probably know what her energy was going to be, so they were like, oh, let's just keep her out. <laughs> <laughs> keep her on the back burner, yeah. It, yeah. it was. It's a lot going on with Katie. Like, even am- like when amidst the season when she had disappeared on that vacation, and then that was like that thing where she posted on IG, like a, her in like a pool of blood, like having a miscarriage. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah, she needs to she needs to get help. Yeah, seriously. I don't know what she's taking or not taking or doing or not doing, but it's something going on with Katie. Yeah. Um, you know she called Potomac Ghetto, right? No, what? The show or the city? The show. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the episode that was of the sit down with Wendy and all them, she was she put it on her Instagram and she said this is not Potomac, this is ghetto, da 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 bring back Potomac or something like that. Ooh. <laughs> she said it's ghetto. <laughs> this sit down mm-hmm. talking about slapping a bitch is ghetto. I, I love yes. That. She um, deleted it though. Yeah, I've, yeah, so all of us, we just want to like a wellness check on Katie. They could just do like a quick 30 minute watch what happens live, just guest slot. We just need to yep. know what's happening with her. That's it. Um, <laughs> And then also there was this weird scene where like Michael, not Michael, this dude Chris is like making the food and then he says that there's some like liquor soaked pears that go in a salad. He asked Monique if she wanted them. Imagine if she had said yes. Like, why would he set her up like that? Well, he's, he didn't set her up like that though. He's, well, so I think he, let's backtrack. He set her up to say that because of what happened in season three. So this is why I, I think that Candace and Chris are perfect for each other because they match each other's chaotic energy. And I think he said that because one, he knew that what he was doing because as soon as he said that, Ashley got her paws on him. So he was like, I'm going to bring it up so then they can argue about it. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. It was an alley Oh yeah, it was messy. Let's I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the way they cut it too they made it such a dramatic moment i was like literally fuck you all like i literally. we all see what's going on it, that, that again could have been cut and we could have seen a an extra line out of ashley you know whatever yeah. um and then they get into a debate about the surgeon general and the liquor <laughs> and can you drink can you not drink a glass of wine when you're pregnant is it not okay whatever the whole debacle is Actually, why are you drinking? It's really, like you said, it's really to get here, to bring right. up liquor in general. Um, are you all pro glass of wine every once in a while when you're pregnant or no? 
so I don't I, I can't have children <laughs> breaking news um, yeah it's breaking news but I, I'm as long as the baby's healthy right like I'm not uh-huh. telling you to do you know the one glass day and like you're going overboard and stuff like that I just feel like as long as the baby's healthy and that's where I go back to mind your own business where it's like I get that you wanted to help her as a friend to stay on what she has said but if she wants to have a glass of wine a day, then have a glass of wine a day. Like, if that's what's in the confine, like, you don't have an MD, like she was saying at the reunion. And uh, so, if I go to the doctor and says that, who is Candace Diller Bassett? <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay, where are you at? Um, would I, do I see myself partaking in that? Personally, no, but, um, I mean, there's really no issue with it as long as you're not like downing a whole bottle <laughs> on a daily basis. So it's all right. And the wine soaked pears, she would have been okay. Her and her yeah. baby would have been okay. <laughs> but notice how she, but she took what happened in season three to heart because notice how she's not holding a champagne glass. Oh, I did not. In the intro, I didn't notice that. Yep. So she wasn't going to allow people to say, Oh, well, why would you hold a champagne glass while you were pregnant? Yep, she was very intentional. That's what uh, we gotta have a whole conversation about Monique because that's my girl. <laughs> like, that, I did not even notice that she didn't have a champagne glass in the intro. What did she do? Have her hand on her hip? She was holding her stomach. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's shocking. I honestly, I would have never peeped that. Um, so Miss Mon- Miss Monique kind of sits this one out. It's really just Ashley and Candace and everyone else kind of on the sidelines, like everyone's making their faces, giving their camera time, whatever. Um, But it does escalate pretty quickly. Um, Giselle asked for food because they start like really ramping up the conversation. And I was kind of with her on that. Like, can we at least say grace and then we can get the food cracking before this whole, this whole show. It's a dinner and show and I don't have my dinner. So can you bitches slow down? But they're at it they they don't have time to like play around and joke around um and at this point candace is slamming the knife because she was about yeah. to kick ashley out and she said out of your mama's house and she heard the mama and it's over so she's swinging you the butter knife around <laughs> like for sure and i d- i don't know if the butter, I don't know if she really thought she was going to get her with the butter knife. Was it more of just for the scene? Did she really think she was going to inflict pain? Like, where do you land on why Candace had that butter knife? I think she had that butter knife because she just wanted to make a point. Like, I'm going to slam on the table and I'm going to let you know that I'm raising my voice to scare you. And then I think once she realized that Ashley was going to stand up, she was like, oh shit, like, <laughs> I got to stand up too. And now I can't bang it on the table. And I think, I don't necessarily think that she actually meant to throw it but she was waving it and Chris is like raising her hands at the same time and I think it was just like a a, a reaction uh, but I don't think she was actually like intentionally going to try to hit her with it now okay um, <laughs> you agree yeah I don't think she was intentionally trying to, to necessarily hit her but I think if it did hit her she wouldn't have been mad <laughs> that's, that's what right. I say also yeah. she also missed a lot yeah. It was for the scene dramatics, but if it did happen to clip her a little bit on the shoulder or something, then she would have been okay with that, I'm sure. Her dress, yeah. Right. Um, Not for her dress. 
Charlotte. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of just what happened. Uh, it was funny that Candace, when everything started getting tense, she said that the elephant is on the table. And I just love when housewives, you know, fuck an idiom up. So, you know, the elephant was on the table and they had to address the fact that she's been on her ass about drinking and trying to get pregnant. And she also keeps saying this weird thing about she can't want to have a kid with Michael because he wants to suck a sausage, which is too un- quite honestly unrelated. Um, yeah. In a stretch. So she's also trying to like pull this and relate everything to this. Like, m- just say that Michael's shitty and so he, you don't want him to be the father of your kids. Just frame it like that. It doesn't have to be that right. he's sucking Juan's sausage. Or right. it's two different I- things. Just say that Michael's shitty. Wow, you should get a divorce from him. And also, I'm in your business because you were in everyone else's business and I feel the need to be in your business this time. And I'm going to mention the fact that you're drinking while you're over here crying and complaining about trying to get pregnant. That's it. Period. That's it. (laughs) Right. She was trying to justify it. And I'm like, they just didn't need any justification. That's just how I feel about a lot of like, not even just like Candace, but like a lot of housewives sometimes they try to justify their shit. I'm like, bro, you would honestly like get better reception if you would just own up to like, like, no, I was being in your business and you're familiar with being in people's business. So right. I'm sorry that you're feeling, you know, <laughs> the brunt of this now. I was being in your business. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I agree. Um, does anyone have any closing thoughts? That was the episode. We covered it all. Again, this is kind of a to be continued situation. So it really just mm-hmm. amplifies next week. Um, but like I said, any closing thoughts on the app? What do you just, think about just Ashley coming back in repeatedly? She came <laughs> back, back in actually twice. Yeah. I didn't even like, realize it was that many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so here's my thing with the housewives. Um, she she knew that she was going to have to come back in at some point to get demiked and all these other things. So I, I think that it was just for the theatrics. Like, get out of my home, whatever. Get out the door. And then not to have a light for people to see. That's a hazard. Um, but I think that the first time I think that she, because there was a conversation about her husband, she didn't need to come back and say, Hey, like, well, I don't know what's happening about my husband, but I need to be here for that. So I think that she was right in doing that. The second time though, she should have stayed the fuck out of the house. Right. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. And Giselle was working overtime for that whole storyline. She's assuring oh, her back yeah. in like, Oh, I think she wants you back in. No, she, she never, why? Why would she say that? Look, we didn't change the subject, girl. Come sit down. Like, what? <laughs> like, lying. It was very obvious that she was lying. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But can we talk about the fact that, oh, that's the next episode. We ain't even gonna talk about that. Nope. No, no, say it, say it. I was just, the, the fact that, like, Giselle then brought up the situation about the penis. So that's the only reason why Robin then said it. Nobody talks about the fact that Giselle stirred the pot for then this whole thing about the penis to even come into conversation. Giselle consistently stirs the pot. Yep. Consistently. If it's not, Ashley is Giselle, period. And she, yep. And she did on season five. And Mm -hmm. we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, Ashley said something and walked away and pretended like she was. But they, you know, and they're then, yin and yang with it. One of them, you know, put, starts the fire. The other it's, one does a shove. You know, they all get it. Yeah. It's the it's shove. Either that was... One or the other. Mm-hmm. Right, we're team shove. Um, yeah, the, uh, I just, 
I don't know about the whole she had to bring it up, the Michael situation there. It was already enough of a mess. So the yeah, scene could have been fine. But she was like, Robin, don't you know about the other day when Juan, <laughs> I mean, when you were sitting there and you just said that? Remember we were talking about that earlier? I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I know Robin's yeah, sick but- of her. Like, bitch, we, can I just have a nice <laughs> night? And that's reminded me, and that's why it's so top tier because that reminded me of when they were in um, Tokyo and at mm-hmm. Beverly Hills and they were talking about um, the situation. I forget what the specific situation was, but then Eileen said something about Erica's son and she cussed her out. And then- Are you about to say the coke? Ran- yes. Oh, were people doing coke in your bathroom? And Dorit knew that people were doing coke in her bathroom. So she just was like, why did you say that on camera? <laughs> when they showed that footage and cut back to her and she was like, and that agent is known or that publicist is known for being sober. So it's just them two sitting there and like seven people gone. It was a bad yeah, look. It was a bad look. I'm glad they moved from that house though. So no, we will never know if people were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> house looked like a coke den. And she was like, and my baby's living a coke den. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, sure. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple even scenes when I was rewatching Dorit's first season. Her eyes, I was like, "Whoa, she's lit!" Like I didn't re- yeah. not remember noticing that. Yeah, yeah. I watched it the first time. Yeah, she definitely be lit, especially um, with the whole, especially just her and PK. The whole mm-hmm. thing about um, them feeling like they were supposed to share their grieving with the cast. What? Like, where did that? I'm, I don't got to tell you, I'm grieving. And they were rambling. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we're back and we're just going to end this episode. Um, per usual, we pick a housewife on display. Jordan, you're going to go first. It's just like anybody or anything that stood out to you like in the episode at all. So who's your housewife on display? Um, I, I, would, I would have to say in this particular episode, it's going to have to be Candace. Um, okay. I, despite the messiness she carried the episode if it wasn't for her placing the bugs and saying the things that she said along with her husband we would have never gotten an a minus episode okay perfect i mean that's a great answer jay who who are you awarding the award to um i guess just to have a different answer i'm gonna give it to (laughs) giselle um because she was the one that brought up the sausage comment and wouldn't let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was the one that made Ashley go back into the house, which was great. Okay. And mine is going to be Katie. Um, it was just refreshing to see her <laughs> and her Amistad plot line, even though she wasn't on TV, <laughs> was talked about quite often. It was either her or Michael for me because I feel like they really pushed forward the episode, though they had small parts. So, mm-hmm. um, those are my housewives on display. Uh, Jordan, it was amazing having you. We'll have you back that you, you're a friend of. So um, <laughs> plug yourself, tell the people where they can find you, tell them your storyline, all that. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm one third of Do Rags and Degree podcast with my friends Carl and Jermaine. So you can find us at Do Rags and Degrees pod on Instagram and on Facebook and on Apple and Spotify. Um, but also, Personally, my Instagram is crownmeking1, um, but I think that's about it. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram on those platforms. Don't follow me on Facebook, though. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm 
all things housewives, I'm always here to have a discussion about. Amen. Yeah, so um, amongst your rewatch, keep us in mind. Let us know when the next episode strikes you that you need to speak about and we'll speak on it in the words of Candy. Well, right. So we might have to speak about it offline because I need to unpack the reunion <laughs> for season five again. And I know you already unpacked it, but I just rewatched it again. Okay. We'll talk about it. Yes, we'll talk about it. Okay, well, until next time, thanks for having, I mean, thanks for having us. Thank you for coming over here with us. And yeah, we'll chat again. Yes. All right. Bye.